We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Chase Down Podcast presents A City of Champions, a seven-part series chronicling the Cavs' 2016 NBA championship. With help from fans who cheered against us, reporters who covered it, and the players who watched it, we'll take you game by game through the most improbable 3-1 comeback in championship history. Be sure to subscribe to the Chase Down Podcast to relive the greatest series we've seen in our lifetimes. One dribble steps back, puts up a three, won't go, rebound tip taken by Spades, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions once again! The Cavaliers are NBA champions! The series begins Thursday, April 9th. Hey there, welcome to Binge the Bucks, a special narrative podcast series focusing on the Milwaukee Bucks 2019 playoff run and part of the Eurostep podcast, which is brought to you by betonline.ag and the absolutely fantastic A City of Champions podcast series the folks at the Chase Down are doing, going through the 2016 finals game by game in great detail. Please do not miss that, people. The Chase Down, like the Eurostep, a great Blue Wire podcast. I'm Ty Windish. I am here with my dude, Rohan Kadi, to break down Game 1 in the third series in this playoff run. This is a 108-100 to win over the Toronto Raptors in Milwaukee. Rohan, I said I had one take above all else from this game for you. This game was exhausting to watch, even on replay. I, I mean, I, you knew this series was a fight, even though the Bucks do end up going down I mean, eventually, spoiler alert, I feel like people know it doesn't end that great for the Bucks, but just blow for blow, back and forth, over and over in this game. I mean, this this series was tight, man. It was exhausting is a good way to put it. I would also just put it as pain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know Milwaukee wins this game like while I'm re-watching it, but I can't help but just feel pain 
Yeah. So there, you could see, I think, some things even in this game that would come up later that really would hurt. Mm. But yeah, it was just like it didn't it didn't start out like that right away. Uh, like you know, the Bucks, it was super hype. They had a home court advantage. It was their first conference final since two thousand and one. They had just beaten the Boston Celtics in five games, and Toronto had a tough seven game series. Uh, in which Kawhi hit maybe like one of the greatest shots in playoff history. Like, definitely one of them. Definitely yeah. up there. Some people would say the greatest. Uh, who knows? It wasn't the but finals. It wasn't the finals, but the, considering the stakes, yeah. pretty damn great shot. the first game seven uh, buzzer beater in playoff history somehow? Yeah, I think ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane to think about. But yeah, that's Toronto was coming off of that, so they were hyped. Uh, Milwaukee had like you know more time to rest and recover so they were they felt like they were the alpha in this series it was just it was a clash of titans that we had seen in the regular season that was coming to fruition in the conference finals that everyone had predicted uh well maybe not the people who thought that Boston was gonna win the title <laughs> but you know yeah uh, we we don't talk about them unless we're no, making we fun don't. of them yeah, yeah, of course. That that's a given. Yes, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else to say before we dive in to the. Let's get to the Brook Lopez game. Yes, the Brook Lopez game. It is fantastic. It didn't really, you know, start out like that. It started out in the first quarter, thinking it's going to be a big Giannis game because he scored uh, Milwaukee's first six points, yep. uh, in the game, and it seemed like you know if he was getting hot and Milwaukee was actually getting out to a strong lead. That you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be the MVP show. But uh, even though Giannis scored Milwaukee's first six, Kyle Lowry started to get hot from deep to oh. bring Toronto back into it early, and then the Raptors just built a lead by hitting three after three after three, and then all of a sudden the Bucks are down double digits. Yep. So uh, something that's something that would become a crucial storyline of this series was early on the Raptors using Pascal Siakam pretty much exclusively on Giannis. It just doesn't work. It didn't work then. It doesn't work now. I mean, we've seen it this regular season. Pascal Siakam's a good player. I, I think kind of a little bit overrated by a lot of people, um, especially based on how hot he was to start this regular season, the 2019-20 season. But you put him head-to-head with Giannis, it's no comparison at all. I mean, Giannis just dusts him over and over. Siakam does hit a three, but then gets stuffed by all people, of of all people by Nico Miritich, who still having some moments at this point, I guess. Good for him. But he yeah, is Lowry playing hits. NBA basketball. Yeah, he was for then. Giannis is making tough shots though. Lowry hits back to back threes. Gasol starts hitting some threes. Raptors, I think at one point are up nineteen to eight. Giannis hits a three, and then Kawhi comes right back with one and a two. Like there was so much of that blow for blow shot making. I think. That might be what I remember this Raptors team for more than anything else. I mean, the smart defense, of course, with Nick Nurse and, and all their smart players. But they just do not – they they never would get down. They were, they were dogs, man. Like, you hit a big three against this Raptors team, even in these wins, the Bucks wins. I mean, maybe not in game two. We'll get there. But, like, they'll just come right back and hit another one. They did it over and over. They will match your intensity with their own, and they are freaking intense. Um, eventually after some of that shot for shot, you know, matching the Bucks offense definitely gets a little stymied. This is something we've talked about so often, uh, as what needed to be fixed from, from this series, really this, this season, but this series is at large where you look for, what do we need to fix from that? Because that is, you know, the Bucks are going to need to overcome these tough, close playoff matches where 
you know, every little game plan gets uh, engineered and little tweaks are made and counters and counters to counters, etc. We saw that early in this fourth, in this first quarter, excuse me, a lot of the things that we have talked about for so many months since then emerge. You know, the Bucks getting stymied on offense, and I will say also letting up some of these open threes. I think even more than they needed to based on their scheme, honestly. It seemed the pick and pop with Gasol which seemed worse uh, for the Bucks defense than the Al Horford pick and pop somehow. Yeah. Even though like Al Horford has proven to be a better three-point shooter than Marcus Gasol, Marcus Gasol was just getting uncontested threes just constantly. It didn't even seem like they were going to fake contest, you know, where they sort of jog back. They didn't even do that. They just stayed no. at the rim, and it was just uncontested three after uncontested three. It was just, it was backbreaking initially, just getting all of these open threes and just, well, Milwaukee's not hitting their threes and getting stymied on the offensive end, then that's how just Toronto's just building like a big lead early. And like you said, every time Milwaukee was just, you know, maybe starting to get back into it, Toronto would just hit another big shot to sort of put them away. It was sort of like what Milwaukee did to Boston a lot of the Yep. A lot of the time, every time Boston seemed like they were getting back into it, Milwaukee would just shut them back out. That was what Toronto was doing to Milwaukee. Are you a believer in momentum in the NBA and sports? I feel like it's I feel like it's a thing, but it's I I'm a person who's very like you know uh, uh, detail oriented, so I need to like see evidence for things. Yeah. I, which I, I know if like there's been so many articles that it's not real. It's not, but I can't I can't shake the feeling that it is. I, I'm, I'm, I can't either. I think it's very real, but I think like, I think you can prevent it. Like, I think there, there are players and teams and the plays you can make to kind of reverse it. And that's what I think the Raptors did throughout this entire series. Most of this entire series was, you know, like every time the Bucks seemed ready to go on a run, they were right. Like they would just, they, their shot making was there. And I think there's, there's more to it. Like there's some tactical things we'll talk about. But, and I think I'm, I really want to wait until later in the series to get into some of my, my bigger points, but they were just, they, they were never, they, again, game two was game two, but most of the series, and you see it in this first quarter, like the Bucks look like they're ready to go on a run, this great mighty team with a great point differential that won 60 games at home. The Raptors didn't care. They would just keep making shots. And um, Brooke Lopez, it's kind of starting to be the Brooke Lopez game in this quarter. He makes some really good, some really fun twos when he's like falling out of bounds and makes like a floater. It's really weird. When he spins through the lane and has just yeah. Reggie Miller flummox, which is just normal Reggie Miller because he has no idea what's going on at any point of an NBA Absolutely. game. Absolutely. After Giannis makes a three, he says, yeah, I really want him in the paint instead of shooting those threes. And it's like, okay, Reggie, we mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. And I think Chris Webber was even, if Chris Webber is clowning you on your commentating, you've just, you're terrible because uh, <laughs> it's a bad sign because reggie was saying something about like oh brooke lopez is like you know showing good touch in the paint and everything and then chris weber's just like you you know he was like an all-star as like it's <laughs> like a paint player for the brooklyn several Nets times i think just once oh really brooke lopez only made one all-star team i'm pretty sure oh wow but unless i'm completely wrong here but yeah, Chris Webber was just like, yeah, he, you know, going back to his Brooklyn, his all-star Brooklyn days of, you know, being a great paint player. <laughs> it's just like, if, yeah, if Chris Webber is clowning your uh, analysis, you're just, I, you shouldn't have a job. But, no, you're right. One, one time all-star, one, all-rookie team, though. Yeah, he was the same amount of all-stars as Andre Drummond somehow, I think. 
Oh wow. Well, ugh. What else? Uh, uh, but yeah. Lopez gotten to wear eleven at all three of his stops, which is a fun fact. Is he really? Yeah, four if you count the New Jersey Nets before the Brooklyn Nets, which probably I, you wouldn't. But no, nah, they yeah. they are the same franchise. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that was, that was a dumb point. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. But I don't, I I don't even know where we. Were. Yeah, we were getting to see a little bit, a little glimpse of what was to come later from Brook Lopez in this first quarter, but. Overall, it was just it was just the Raptors show. They took a thirty-four to twenty-three lead to end the quarter, and it was just it was great defense by them and just great offense. They were clicking on all cylinders, even without Kawhi doing all that much. Yeah, he, he which I think was interesting. He was just doing normal Kawhi things early of just like you know hitting a pull-up three and then getting a couple mid-rangers, but he wasn't doing it at a high volume. Like they were they were letting Pascal Siakam take more shots than Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kyle Lowry was, you know, had a significant amount of points as well. He had a good share of the offense. It was it was a lot of it was a lot of team basketball instead of just okay here Kawhi win the game for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. Lowry was just phenomenal this series. Yeah, for sure. He came when he uh, when he came out when I was rewatching the game and started hitting like three after three. I thought I was watching uh, Game Six of the finals. Yeah, because like credit to no. Kyle Lowry, he showed up in both of those games. He did. He he beat a lot of narratives in this. Uh, mm. In this, it didn't season. start out great. He did have a scoreless uh, a game yeah. and a loss to the Nets, not the Nets, the oh. Magic, uh, for their first postseason game. Oh, did Philly have the Nets? Yeah, Philly had the Nets. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, Kyle Lowry went scoreless against uh, DJ Augustine's Orlando Magic to a game <laughs> one loss. He got out of the way early. Yeah, he did, very early. Literally could Smart not planning. have been earlier. <laughs> but yeah, he was big. Uh, do you have any more things in the first quarter? Ursan kind of kept the Bucks in this quarter. He did, didn't he? Ursan uh, grabs a Giannis gets absolutely stood up by Marc Gasol, gets stymied. The ball kind of just like flies off of Gasol's arm from Giannis's hands. And Ursan just grabs it and does his typical Ursan fall away put back, where she never, I feel like, gets the call, but he always falls down. Um, and he also, I think, hits a three yes. at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. Yeah. The Raps were up 13. Ersan hits a three to bring it back within 10. Then Brogdon hits a three. Lopez follow up to keep it as a nine-point game after the first quarter. I mean, this game, you know, ends up obviously going to the Bucks, but it was close for most of the game until the very end there. So crucial buckets from some unlikely sources i feel like in the in the first quarter especially ursan but shouts to him yeah it was a lot of the bench taking over like um george hill was not scoring the ball well and he's usually like the the head of the bench mob but this time it was malcolm brogdon and ursan was getting involved because you know the starters the starters weren't doing great chris middleton went over to brooke lopez only had he had four points but it was you know only four points eric bledsoe went over to uh but yeah so they needed the bench mob to step up and they they did a little bit to sort of keep this game you know not completely out of hand absolutely so then second quarter this is another hard fought quarter as most of them in this series were but the bucks do win 28 to 25 starts off with a nico put back and then norm powell hits a deep three norm powell got a little hot this quarter uh brogdon hits a three and then kind of misses norm in the corner for a three of his own and this was really i'll get into it a little bit earlier the bucks Almost looked like the Jason Kidd Bucks at times. They could not keep track of shooters, especially in the corners. It felt like they were so preoccupied with what was happening in the paint. And I get that that's kind of what they do. 
but I it like was to a ridiculous extent. Like it wasn't like they were just giving up some threes or it wasn't just Brooks man either. It wasn't like it was just all Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka. They were losing way too many shooters in this game and in this series as a whole. Yeah, it just I can't tell if it's just an effort thing cuz it wasn't like Toronto offensively was doing like so much like Warriors-esque off-ball movement to get, you know, threes. No, guys just ran to the corners. Yeah, it, it's not that complicated. You would think that, you know, they can collapse on shooters, but apparently not. I don't know. Like, this was the more well-rested team. I don't know if it was like, oh, they're too tired, or it's like, oh, it's an effort thing. And you know what? Let me, maybe it is. They, they've never been here before. This is a new stage for them. Kawhi was in, he's an end, at finals MVP. He's a champion. Uh, Lowry has gotten dusted in the conference finals many a time. Um, many a time? One time? I don't even know how many times the Raptors get destroyed by LeBron. I think they only made it the one time before now, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it was only one Eastern Conference Finals. Because the Hawks went to one and got dusted. The Celtics went to one. Did the... Maybe maybe Toronto huh. went to two. Maybe... The, I'll, I'll look now, but keep going. Yeah, but it was just like... Uh, the main players, like Marcus All, he's just... He's a solid veteran... Uh, he's in plenty of playoff experience. Danny Green, NBA champion. You've been in these big moments. Serge Ibaka, he's been to the finals before. These are just players who have been on the biggest stages. And Milwaukee had no... Like, who who on this team had been there before? Like, no one really on this team besides Pau Gasol, who wasn't even playing. It was just sitting there on a bench. It was like an NBA champion. You You hadn't really seen players with this level of experience um for milwaukee like because no one had been there they don't know they didn't really know how to act it seemed like uh and maybe that played into a part about them not getting out to shooters because they didn't know i don't i i i really don't know i'm i'm grasping at straws here (laughs) it's it's hard to figure out i think part of it is i mean people always talk about all the smart defenders this raptors team had i mean no no shots at any of them but Guys like, you know, Danny Green and Kyle Lowry are more intuitive defenders than guys like Malcolm Brogdon. Honestly, off ball, I don't think Brogdon's a that terrific of a defender. I mean, this this past summer, a lot of people were talking about Malcolm Brogdon like he was a defensive ace. I, I did not really see that when he was on the Bucks. I haven't really seen it since he's been on the Pacers, but that's neither here nor there. Um, like, you know, guys like Pat Connaughton who are playing major minutes. The Bucks are playing a lot of these, like, forwards who aren't the most athletic. I mean, Ursan is smart, but... He's going to have trouble tracking with some of these guards. Ursan so. was just getting dusted by Pascal yeah. Siakam. Yeah, that's, again, That's there's just matchups for him that are untenable, and that's very obviously one of them. Um, the Raptors did only go to one conference finals. The Celtics went twice in a row after Toronto got oh, dusted they, in 2016, I think. They did? Yep, the Celtics went in 17 and 18 and lost to the, the Cavs. Oh, yeah, the IT Celtics. I forgot about them. Yep. Yep, the IT Celtics and then the the Jalen the Jalen Jason Celtics the next year. Oh, I forgot about the IT Celtics. They almost lost in the first round of the Bulls. That Rondo injury, man. Yeah, the Rondo. There was the Rondo, Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler Bulls. Oh, what a time! Three alphas, baby. <laughs> what a time! They almost won. Oh, that's uh, that brings back memories. Those Celtics teams had a lot of what ifs because they went to the conference finals twice in a row after getting really challenged in the first round both years. Yeah. The non-LeBron East was kind of a mess for those for those. The times. Cavs almost lost to the Pacers in, what was it, 17? And the Celtics. 
Yeah. No, they, they, 2018 Cavs were a mess. Cavs fans talk about that team like, yeah, they were really running on fumes at that they point. They went to Game 7 against the Victor Oladipo Pacers, who got, like, the only reason they lost that game is because Oladipo got into foul trouble and Nate McMillan got real scared. Oh, that's right. That Yeah, that was a disappointing game. Anyway, <laughs> but, no, we're talking about zero teams involved in this game. <laughs> yes, the uh, the second quarter. Uh, yeah. Um, it started when the Brook Lopez explosion started. He went on yep. a personal 7-0 run that sort of brought Milwaukee back into it. The Bucks got the lead down to three about midway through the quarter. I think that's the first time they got real close. Yeah. Uh, but then, like I said earlier, uh, Toronto was just shutting them back out again they were just they went on their own little runs after milwaukee would go on a run to sort of get it close and then you know it would be back to like a seven eight ten point lead for the raptors uh brogdon was you know like to his credit he was a steadying hand and was hitting some big shots in the quarter to like you know sort of keep milwaukee in the game but it just it wasn't enough to sort of bring milwaukee like to like a tie game or anything or like anything close no, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, Chris gets the gets, gets it to within three, and then like, I think Lowry and Gasol hit back to back threes, and I think they the Raptors get a free throw or something again. They're up ten again. Um, Kawhi ends up guarding Giannis a couple times this quarter. I think more on accident than anything else, uh, or by accident, whichever it is, um, and does fine. But this this game, I think he was still tired because this was kind of it really did feel like Kawhi sort of took this he was game. hurt wasn't he yeah he was hurt as well that's right so i think yeah. i think that because he was like limping at points yeah he still ends up with 31 points so i shouldn't really say he did nothing it leads the team and i think the game in scoring mm-hmm. yeah but um but he needs 26 shots to get there and he also needs 10 free throws to get there so Definitely not the greatest Kawhi effort, but again, he's fighting through injuries. He's fatigued as hell from going to seven the last series, so you certainly see why. But I think that a couple things made the Bucks maybe overinflated how good the Bucks' chances were this series. The Raptors don't really shoot well from this game in three, neither the Bucks, but the Raptors don't either. And clearly, this was not not the Kawhi we would see later on. But um, yeah, the Bucks fight. They end up with a lead. They end up, excuse me, winning the quarter. Um, and partially because Giannis is just scoring through Pascal Siakam whenever he needed to, but Kawhi ends the quarter and the half with a dunk that extends Toronto's lead a little bit, and the Raptors are in control at halftime in Fiserv. Yep, they're up 59-51, to 51, if I can do math, and it seemed like even though, it seemed like Toronto had sort of weathered Milwaukee's storm. Like, during the rewatch, it seemed like, oh, Milwaukee... Even though they got down early, they were going to go on a, like a big run in the second quarter, and they tried to. Just Toronto wouldn't let them, and it seemed. I I honestly thought at halftime, like the first time, obviously I watched this game, that I thought Milwaukee was going to lose this game pretty easily. Yeah, it kind of felt like the Celtics game. Yeah, you're right. It felt exactly like Game One against the Celtics. Like Milwaukee's giving it a great effort. They're giving it a good shot. They're not shooting well, but they're still sort of in the game at halftime. And I just I don't know. I felt like if this continued in the third like third quarter, it would just get out of hand too quickly for Milwaukee to come back. Yeah, and one one observation I had from watching this game again, and I'm sure I'm going to come away with it over and over, this Raptors team was good. They were, they were really good. They were really, really good. It wasn't just, it wasn't all coaching. They had some damn gamers, but they came together perfectly, and it was really kind of a Cinderella run for them, but they, they were a damn good team. Yeah, can't can't argue with, can't argue with you there. 
Um, so we'll get to the second half, which is definitely more exciting than the first half. But first, before we get to that exciting stuff, we have some other exciting stuff. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think that there's nothing to bet on, folks, but you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner, betonline.ag, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on, including then they also have their online casino that has poker and blackjack. They are bringing Vegas right to you. And if you're missing the NFL, that is no problem. BetOnline.ag has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest as well. This is all open 24 hours a day and, of course, all completely online. And you can use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering solutions. So the Bucks win their second straight quarter in the second in the second half in the third quarter I should say, but they don't win it by a lot. Uh, this is 25-24 Bucks. Um, I forgot that this happened after, of course, ending Game Seven with that ridiculous three. Kawhi gets another very bouncy three to fall in this game, which was kind of like I remember watching it live and just being like, "Oh God, he still got this this dark magic, doesn't he?" This is yeah, you, this you, is maybe not great for the. You Bucks. could even hear Marv Albert just on the call being like, "Well, he he got that bounce again." <laughs> like, oh God! Like um, he has magnets somehow that he's controlling yeah. on the rim. Because like a lot of I've watched that game winner so many times. It's it's epic. It's just outrageously I good. Don't understand how that ball went in. I just, NBA, I have no NBA way. gods, man, basketball no, gods. like, by the spin of the ball and the way it hits the rim, I have no idea how it bounces that way. Get, don't get me wrong, I am no expert on physics, but uh, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Yeah. No, I, I certainly don't either. Um, I also don't get how Eric Bledsoe is able to cook in this close playoff game, but it did happen. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe we're too hard on Bledsoe. Maybe I don't know. We'll get there. We have yeah, we, we have four more games. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but he does. He has a great take on Kyle Lowry. He kind of sends him out of bounds, backpedaling. Gets an and one. He cooks a little bit. Yeah, here. he had uh, what eight points in the quarter, and he started to give the Bucks momentum. He had like two quick baskets in transition, and then that and one on Kyle Lowry on like a in a half court almost post up, but he's just too quick for it to actually seem like he's working in the post. Um, it's wild to see anyone have any sort of success posting up, even sort of posting up a guy like Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's, he, does he was do too it. fast. He yeah. was way too fast for Kyle Lowry. And it seemed like, yeah, it actually seemed like Eric Bledsoe kind of turned the tide in this quarter and probably the game. Not obviously not. He wasn't the most important <laughs> player, but he did give the Bucks a little bit of like headway to sort of come back into the game. He certainly did. And I think I'm glad you, you brought up speed. On the other side of things, I think partly maybe effort, maybe partly personnel for sure. The Bucks with their with their slow forwards, Nico and Ursan, where at least one of which was on the court an awful lot in this series. The Raptors were just beating them down the court a lot in this game. I mean, Kawhi dunks in transition, and like Kawhi, not the fastest fella, especially in this game. And it felt like over and over again, the Raps were getting good shots by just beating you would a lot have of the Bucks like down Kyle the floor. Lowry leaking out, and it was yeah. just. It was a lot of miscues as well as yep. uh, like miscues uh, conjoined with the uh, speed. So Toronto would just like capitalize on any mistake that Milwaukee would make. No, definitely. I mean, like Giannis misses a, t- a free throw to tie the game and Lowry is like in transition, makes a two in transition right away. Like it was just looking back, I didn't remember that particular problem, but I mean, it makes sense with this 
this Raptors team that's almost all like either athletic guards or very athletic wings, and then like one big guy basically going up against a Bucks team, which is like Brook Lopez, Nico Miritich, Ersan Ilyasova, and then Giannis, who uh, I think we've seen Giannis get gassed a lot, especially when he's having to carry a big offensive load, and sometimes he'll take a second and get back. All of a sudden, you have like Chris and maybe Bledsoe trying to stop these fast breaks that probably shouldn't be fast breaks. And they hurt the Bucks in this quarter. I mean, I think Milwaukee was looking like they're going to be able to bust this thing open a little bit more. But the Raptors, at one point, I think about midway through, in part due to that transition, open up another 10-point lead. And Kawhi hits one of the funniest put-back dunks, or I think layup, I've ever seen in my life. Do you know the yep, I'm talking about? Yeah, where he missed about? a jumper a front rim. Well, I think that might have been different. Was it? No, that, that was a little later. So Kawhi gets a rebound. Kind of like doesn't even really pump fake at all during this, but like Chris jumps past him, like waiting to block. Kawhi's just still down. Giannis jumps oh, yeah. once. Kawhi kind of hesitates, doesn't do anything. Kawhi jumps again. Giannis, uh, Kawhi still hasn't really moved. And then Kawhi just like kind of like goes up and, and sets it in. Like he's just standing there. It should have probably been a three second violation. It probably should have, but it was just like wild to see like Bucks are just jumping all over. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi he's, really he's, is just like he's just crouching and then he just has players <laughs> flying all around. I mean, he, I don't think anyone else but Kawhi could make that play of just like. Just like not now is not yet the time to shoot. Like so many guys are going, going right through away, all the simulations like, and the all the calculations. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's running the, the files in his head running just, in his head. Like <laughs> putback.exe. Yep, uh, but yeah, that's yeah, that's wild. Uh, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Now. Yeah, but that was wild. Uh, another reason that Milwaukee probably couldn't get back as well as they needed to in this game, they couldn't hit a three. They went 0 for 11 no. in the quarter, which is oh. wild to see that they actually won the quarter without hitting a single three. Uh, so yeah, if, you, if you're not hitting any threes and yet somehow you're in the game, if you're Milwaukee, you just like, I don't know, send up a prayer or something saying thank you to the basketball gods for like letting you be in this game. Because especially because yeah. Giannis didn't, uh, he only had like, uh, he only shot free throws. I mean, given because, you know, uh, Toronto was just hacking him. Like he had no official field goal attempts, but he had like ten free throw attempts because he was box score for this quarter is crazy. Yeah, no one could hit a single shot. Uh, it was just it was a lot of Giannis just getting through the free throw line, getting points that way. Um, a lot of you know mid rangers like Brook Lopez going through the paint again because uh, he couldn't hit a three. Um, Eric Bledsoe, like I mentioned earlier, was getting to the Bled rim. attempted three threes in this quarter. Yeah, he did. That's a most lot. of any. It, that's the that's the Eric Bledsoe dilemma because he was getting to the yeah. rim and it's like, oh yeah, it's Eric Bledsoe time, and then he starts jacking up threes and then they don't go in, and then it's not Eric Bledsoe time anymore because his confidence is gone. Exactly, three six attempted shots, three from two, three from three. He misses all three of the threes and makes all three of the twos. Yep, and that is the that's if that doesn't In describe Eric Bledsoe, I don't know what does. In a freaking nutshell, and then yeah, Kawhi gets that other putback. Kawhi just makes great basketball plays. Um, and then I totally forgot about this. Brooke Lopez just still making shots, not threes, but finding other shots to fall. I totally forgot about Pascal Siakam's wild buzzer beater to end the third quarter. Yeah, same, same here. I like he hit that. I was like, are you serious? Like, I was just like, so again, I know the result of the game. I know the result of the series. I didn't remember that specific play, but even on the rewatch, it was exhausting. Like, oh come on, this team just relax, Toronto. Just, oh my God, they're so just ugh, everywhere. Just calm down. 
Yeah, yeah. but they don't, and that's why they won the title. Yes, and that's why. Yeah, like that. That shot was just insane. That was the. That was one of two threes that was made by either team in the entire quarter. Oh goodness! Yeah, like Toronto went two of nine for three. Uh, Milwaukee went zero for eleven. It was a pretty rough quarter to watch. It was, Not but a, it was like it was intense. Though. It was intense. It, it felt like uh, it felt like a playoff game, obviously. Uh, but you know, it it, it kind of felt like the teams realized what moment they were in. Yeah, and I think game ones are usually kind of feeling out games. I think that was especially with with how Kawhi was. That was certainly this felt the case. The teams kind of seeing what what each other are gonna do, and then one team made a lot of adjustments, and and then there was the Bucks. Um, fourth quarter, uh, great quarter from Milwaukee. They win thirty two to seventeen to take this game, and it was so fun to watch. Um, you know, the Bucks take it at the end, but. Uh, Milwaukee takes an early lead on a Brook Lopez three, and then somehow, some way, this game for a little while turns into just like who can make more threes, Brook Lopez or Kyle Lowry, which is like not a sentence I ever expect to utter again. Hopefully, yeah, it was just wild. Like I think entering the fourth quarter, uh, Toronto had an eighty-three to seventy-six lead, and then right out of the gates, Lopez hits two straight threes, and then Miritich gets to the line, hits two free throws, and then Milwaukee had an eighty-four to eighty-three lead, and then. Immediately, Kyle Lowry uh, takes a deep three to take the lead back. Uh, but then Lopez, you know, as you were saying, he got a tip in, and then it was a tie game again. It was just Kyle Lowry and Brooke Lopez going back and forth in the Eastern Conference Finals, which, like you said, is just insane. Uh, Kyle Lowry was, like, basically uh, Toronto's offense. In- he was their whole offense. He- Do you know how many non-Kyle Lowry Raptors made a shot in this quarter? Uh, was it one? It was one. Zero. No, Pascal had a three, didn't he? No. Pascal scored one point on a free throw, and Kawhi scored two points on two free throws. Um, No, it's just on the NBA stats page that Pascal hit a three in the fourth quarter. Really? I'm on basketball reference, and it says he didn't. Oh, it says he went one for two from three. That's weird. What? Wait, what's the final on that one? It says 108-100, yeah. right? What the? I'm confused, Rohan. Check the tape. I don't know what's going I'm on. I'm clicking the link. Whatever it is, I, like, it's just like most of the points were scored by Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I mean, he went three for four from deep, I think, five for seven from the field. Again, I think, based on the stats in front of me, um, certainly at least most of, if not all of the field goals in the quarter came from Kyle Lowry. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Is this actually going to... What is wrong with NBA's... Stats. It's showing. So I have I have for the game that he hit two threes. Yeah, one no, in the first NBA's, quarter and one NBA's in the third. stats page is broken because huh. I clicked on the video link and it showed me the third quarter buzzer beater. Oh, maybe because it was so close they accidentally fouled it as the fourth quarter. That's dumb. Whatever it is. That is dumb. Yeah, so Regardless, zero uh, basketball all the heavy lifting. Chalk went up for them in the scoreboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kyle Lowry, I guess, hit all of the field goals for Toronto in the quarter. And luckily, Brooke Lopez got some help. Uh, <laughs> How much help does Brooke Lopez need? Yeah, bro? honestly, like Giannis, Giannis, Nico, and Chris and Brogdon were the they each hit one shot apiece, and I guess that was the difference. Actually, that was the yeah. difference because it was an eight point, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, that literally was the difference. Okay, very weird game. I uh, yeah, hopefully we get that's the only uh, way to describe it because it was a very if Brooke Lopez is winning you a playoff game after. 
coming off a series where he was specifically being targeted. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's what make the, makes the NBA so incredibly fun to watch because you just have these random, random big games by big players. Like you have, it's game one of the Eastern Conference Finals and it's not, no, it's not Giannis who's taking over. It's Brooke Lopez. Usually if Giannis scores three points in the fourth quarter of a close game, you're in a bad situation. Except in this close game, Siakam and let Kawhi combine for three points together. So that kind of helps. Chris only scores five in the quarter. Nico Miritich actually makes a three and also makes all four of his free throws. Pretty solid Nico Miritich debut, except for, you know, all the defense. But the Raptors really, I think, honestly, looking back, kind of just blew it and just could not make any shots outside of Lowry again uh, in this quarter. But this is also pre-ridiculous FVV run, which was nice. Nice to live in a world before that happened. Not as nice to live in a world after that happened. Like, honestly. I don't want to hate a baby, but, like... <laughs> That's the line of the series. I don't want to hate a baby, but... <laughs> That's amazing. But, yeah, it was just... Toronto just seemed like they were out of gas. Like you were saying, yeah. they were fatigued. Kawhi was fatigued. And, you know, that's not that's not going to spell great for them. And then, you know, you just have... You just have Brooke Lopez. You get the epic clapping gif of him just... That's just it's oh, yeah. so good. Legendary That's, gift right oh, there. All time gift. Yeah. But he posted it was Kyle Lowry, which was super fun. Yeah, he did. Which was just uh it seemed like it it went as well as you'd think it would. Um, yeah. but somehow it wasn't as fluid as you think it would. Actually maybe no. it's as fluid as you think it would because it's Brooke Lopez. And I think the pass came from Chris, so yeah, it's you get what you get. Yeah. I, one of my favorite plays from this quarter was Giannis gets doubled and basically just dribbles around it himself and then and then like just scores. Like it was so fun to see. They were I think they were definitely out of gas by then the Raptors, but Giannis just like oh a double team I'll just kind of go around the big guy and and just get to the rim here. Mm. No big deal. It's sort of like yeah. Uh, even though the uh, shortest distance between two points is a straight line, you don't always have to go in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, it was like really illuminating stuff. I can just, I can just with, walk around. And I'm at yeah. the rim, like that's wild. But use that lateral space a little bit more, honest, please. Yes, yeah, I feel like we're gonna talk about that a little more as this yeah. as the series yeah, progresses. But we will. yeah, but just I can't, I just can't get over the Brook Lopez explosion. Like he had 13 points in this quarter, a little less than Kyle Lowry's 14. But <laughs> it was just because of him, it wasn't like they won the game because of him. This fourth quarter box score is drunk as hell. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm looking at the right one. Leading scorers, Kyle Lowry, Brooke Lopez, Nikola Miritich. Yep, that's what you love to see in the Eastern <laughs> Honestly, if you just looked at this box score, you'd probably see like, yeah, uh, this is what the LeBronless East would look like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, who can win, Brooke Lopez or Kyle Lowry? That's the East without LeBron. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, other, the other guys who are quiet in this quarter would have a lot more to say over the rest of the series. Yeah. They really would like Serge Ibaka wasn't great. He only played like what two minutes, and yeah, I don't think he took a shot in this quarter. He didn't, and I don't know. I feel like I feel like Serge Ibaka could have uh, had like a bigger role than he really did because he was always matched up against like either uh, Brook Lopez or like one of Ursan or Miritich. Um, but he he just he was like one Raptor who didn't have like the greatest series. Uh, no, he was. I think he, I think in general. He's been pretty streaky in his time with the Raptors. Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely not uh, OKC um, 
Serge Ibaka. No, no. But not even not even Orlando Magic Serge Ibaka. That was the thing. Uh, the worst trade I've seen, I think, in my lifetime. And I I could do a whole... I'll, I'll save it, but just one of the stupidest possible trades. Yeah, trade Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis for six months of Serge Ibaka. Like, that's great. Two all-stars. Yep, and you get what? In the East. They get but... Terrence Ross. Yep. That's it. You t- you uh, basically turn so. Paul George into Terrence Ross. Yeah, that is that is a good way to look at it. Uh, shouts to the Magic, who we probably well, maybe potential first round matchup this year. Maybe we'll do podcasts about the Magic, but I think we've talked about them enough in this one. Do you have any other fourth quarter stuff from this game? Um, I just I just felt like it was a at the end of the game. I felt like Milwaukee had stolen the game because they did yeah. not deserve to win this game. No, they did not play good basketball at all. And it's pretty disheartening to say about one of their two wins in this series, but that really is how it was. Yeah, it just, after after like finishing this game, I was like, yeah, I, I can see I can see how it sort of comes off the rails. Because even though they, you know, gave their best effort, they still couldn't really do anything and like managed to squeak out a win over a team that sort of gave up uh, and sort of like choked. Uh, yeah. Like, Toronto should have gotten this game, which, like, who knows? That's just, like, like you get into, like, what happens if Toronto wins this game? Does Milwaukee feel more pressure or something? Or I, I couldn't tell you. Do they just get complacent with a 2-0 lead in the series? And then that's sort of how it goes away. Is it If it's 1-1, do they play diff- any differently? Like, yeah. who knows? Who knows what happens? But all I know is that I was not comfortable with this Milwaukee win at all. Like in the moment and just on the rewatch, you can sort of see how, you know, it's sort of... It was very tenuous. Yes, it very much was. Like you didn't really get a lot of big Giannis scoring. Like he had 24 points, but it had 16 shots to get there. Um, and six of those came early on. Like he only had 18 points through the uh, midway through the first quarter, through the end of the game, which is not what you want to see in a close game. Uh mm. You saw no, I think you saw Toronto no, like uh, sort of shortening their rotation a lot, um, even though Milwaukee was still going pretty, pretty deep. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just it it yeah. felt very yeah tenuous is a great way to put it. Yeah, I mean it was just I think very simply, the Raptors did not let the Bucks do the things they normally like to do. Giannis didn't have a great game. The Bucks couldn't hit a lot of threes. And the Bucks just pretty much won solely because of Brooke Lopez in a lot of ways. Uh, and, you know, it's just not something you can expect to have happen four times in a series, as, as we learned. Yeah, I will say, seeing Brooke Lopez just hit threes and go off is, like, so much fun. Like, obviously, oh, you love great. to see Giannis highlights, but, like, Brooke Lopez highlights are my favorite. Maybe they not just... not over Giannis, obviously, but just, like, I love Brooke Lopez highlights because it's just, like, Big, like he's a massive human being just splashing threes <laughs> from deep and like sort of like spinning his way in the paint and like doing all these weird stuff that you don't think like a person his size or his age can do anymore it's just it's just wonderful the lopez brothers being twins both being born on april fool's day the way they both play they're national treasures they're so they just great. are just the way the the uh like the way they love disney and everything it's just they're they're fantastic. They pretend to hate each other. Like I'm, it's awesome. They said they. I think Robin Lopez before the season started said they can't live together because their cats don't like each other. Like that's just perfect. 
Oh, a bright spot. I mean, it was a win. That was good, too. It was a win. One lead for it the Bucks, very... but... It was a ten. A win is a win is a win, but this was a tenuous win with more games coming against Toronto. Yeah, for sure. Do you have anything else you'd like to say from this game? I think I've covered it. Okay. Well, I think I would say that I've covered it as well. And in that case, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Binge the Bucks here on the Eurostep. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And if you really feel like helping us out. Tell people about the show. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell people your your acquaintances, even though, you know, you might not be the best of friends yet. You know, bond over the podcast. Um, you know, it really helps us out. And make sure you check out uh, all the good stuff going on across the Blue Wire Podcast Network, especially uh, City of Champions by the Chase Town Podcast. Great series uh, going on over there. And we're all trying to put, put out great content for you to listen during these times and when you're, you know, a little bit isolated. Uh, so I guess I just have to say, please stay safe out there and we will talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.